that this morning. Jesus loves us. His love for us is amazing. Jesus, you love us so much, Lord. What love you have for us, oh God. All we can do is just lift our hands and worship you. God, all we can do is bow down before you and say, Jesus, oh, how you love us. Oh, God, if I could just love you the way you love me, I want to love you, Lord, the way you love me. Oh, somebody tell God you want to love him the way he loves you. Oh, I don't know if it's possible, but I want to live that way. I want to strive to love God the way he loves me. For he gave his life for me. And I want to give my life for him. Oh, God, I want to love you the way you love me. Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Oh, God, we want to love you like you love us, Lord God. It's an amazing love. It's an amazing love. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we thank you this morning for one more opportunity to come together and gather in the name of Jesus. We serve the most amazing and wonderful God, the only true and living God. Jesus is his name. God, we're so grateful, so thankful that we can all come together one more time. Oh, your grace and your mercy afford us this opportunity. And we, almighty God, want to just do everything we can to let you know that we want to please you. And we're on board with you, Lord God. For Lord, we know you are working mightily, especially in this last and final hour. And we want to be whatever you want us to be. We want to do whatever you want us to do. Church is so glad to be together one more time. Amen. We need to enjoy coming together Amen. because all of what we're doing down here is so we can spend eternity with him. Amen. And so this is the, 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 the practice run. And you got to qualify in the practice run in order to be in the final run. And so we are grateful that we are able to come together one more time. Our prayer meetings have been just so wonderful, just so, uh, it blessed my soul just to see the participation that we have in our prayer meeting. Yesterday, we had some, um, we prayed and we just called on the name of the Lord and there was so many people that was a part of the prayer meeting, our corporate prayer meeting yesterday and I give thanks to God and I appreciate you for being a part of our prayer meeting. Um <laughs> I saw my sister was on Shala from down in Vineland, and uh, she was a part of it. My sister-in-law was a part of it. So I've got family, friends, and also our church family that's just getting together. And I pray that God will continue to move in the lives of those we love and move in the lives of all people across this nation and across our world. Thank God for that. So we thank you for praying and for just calling on the name of the Lord. Right before we started service this morning, 
I got a uh, text message, a WhatsApp message from uh, Miss Joy, uh, Sister Chuby's um, wife. And for some of you, you might not have known, but Brother Chuby had to be rushed to the hospital the other day, a few days ago, and I was keeping in touch with him and keeping in touch with his wife. And he suffered a mild stroke, and um, he was in the hospital for a few days, and we talked with him. He was in good spirits, but obviously the church prayed. Amen. And we prayed yesterday, and we've been praying since we heard the news. Amen. And I just got a text Amen. from Miss Joy that Chuby will be discharged at noon today. Amen. Amen. Woo! What an awesome God we serve! Amen. My God, it was supposed to be four to five days in the hospital and then another few more days in rehabilitation. And we got the news this morning. He will be discharged today at noon. And so we thank God for his goodness, his mercy, and his kindness. God is amazing. His love and his mercy. And he just He just continues to show us. Sometimes I'm brought, I'm brought to tears because... I just want to please him so much more than I'm pleasing him. Uh, I, I just think about all of his goodness. I think about how he loves us and how he's always there for us, how he brings us through situations and challenges and all these things. And I just feel so unworthy because I'm just like, I know I don't deserve this kind of affection and attention and love and help when I don't give the same to him. And I want to do so much better in giving to him and, and knowing that I'm giving my all. Because that's what he did. He gave his all. Amen. He's still giving his all. Right. And I want to feel like, I want to know that I'm giving my all Amen. to him. And so sometimes when I have to deal with reality that, my God, he's so wonderful and amazing and kind. And, and I'm, not, I'm not doing my best. It, 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 it bothers me. And then sometimes his love is so overwhelming that all I can do is just stand or sit and just be brought to tears and just thinking about his goodness. Amen. That's the kind of God we serve, and I just love him so much. And I appreciate him, appreciate what he's doing in this earth, and I appreciate what he's doing in our church. And so we're going to go to the Lord in prayer this morning. If you have a prayer request, I want you to lift your hands by the raising of your hands. You are saying that you have a prayer request. You don't need to tell anyone next to you. You can't tell me the way we're situated right now. But God knows that prayer request that you have. So when you lift your hand and say, I have a prayer request, that is faith. And he knows what's in your heart. And we're going to pray together for all the hands that are raised this morning. We're going to pray for you. We need to continue to pray for our brother Chuby. We need to continue to pray for the Page family, Brother Sam and Sister Hadia lost a grandmom this week, and we've been praying for them, but we want to keep them in prayer, and we want to continue to pray for God's move in the earth and pray for our service today. So if you have a prayer request, lift your hand, stand with me. I'm going to mess with you this morning. I hope you're dressed like I am dressed. Amen. My brother Steve said he was going to get dressed this morning. Amen. So, Stevie, I hope you got dressed this morning and you're right there with me. Somebody in my house said this morning they're going to put on some perfume. I put on cologne every Sunday morning. Every Sunday morning, I get dressed in my suit like I'm going to the building. Everything is the same. I put cologne on. 
Everything is the same. I don't miss. I just try to stay on track. And so when I heard someone say they're going to put some uh, perfume on, I just smiled to myself and said, Ooh, I guess we're going to have church today because they have perfume on. <laughs> but God is good. And so uh, we're going to go before him in prayer. And I want to tell you this. Get yourself in a place where you can praise God today, where you can clap your hands, where you can lift your hand, Amen. where you can, can, can move around and let the Spirit of God move you. Don't put yourself in a place where you, when you feel God moving on you, you can't do something. Just, right. just put yourself in a position that as the Spirit of God moves you, you can respond to the Spirit of God. Amen. That's important. So set yourself up in your home where you can just be ready and say, yes, I'm going to praise him. And when God begins to speak to you, when God begins to move on you, you can respond without any interruption. And you should be free. Some of you, I've heard the testimony. Sister Joan told me the other day, the word of God just moved it to the point, the spirit of God moved it to the point where she was running around in her house. So you can run around your dining room table. You can run from room to room when the word of God, hey, hey, come on. God is doing something. Amen. Let him have his way. Amen. Hallelujah. So let's go before the Lord in prayer and ask for his will to be done. Father, in the name of Jesus, we love you, Lord. We honor you and we lift up your mighty and majestic name. The name that's above every name. The name, Lord God, that we call on when we need healing. The name that we call on when we need deliverance. The name that we call on when we need to be saved. The name that we call on when, oh God, we want to just worship and love. This morning, Lord, as a church, as a family of God, we have come together, Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ. Asking, Lord God, that every barrier and every separation between us and you will be removed and that Lord God you'll forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness Lord that today faith will begin to move in our heart and mind as we begin to call on your name we thank you for the great miracle of touching brother Chuby in his body and making him whole Lord we can we pray that you'll continue to keep him you will continue to strengthen him oh God only you can do the miraculous and we're grateful grateful and thankful, Lord. We pray for the Page family this morning in the name of Jesus Christ. And we ask, Lord God, that you'll comfort them. We ask, Almighty God, your peace that passes all understanding will rest upon them. In the name of Jesus Christ, Lord, we pray and ask that you'll continue to show yourself great and mighty and powerful in this earth, Lord God, for this last and final revival that we will experience, Lord God, I pray that you'll move over the earth like you've never moved over the earth. I pray, Lord God, that you'll reveal yourself to this world like you've never revealed yourself to this world. And Lord God, you will draw all men unto you. Lord God, for we as your church will lift you up, Lord. We will exalt the name of Jesus Christ, that men will know who you are, and that you will reach this world showing them how loving, how powerful, how miraculous and amazing you are and that you have purpose for every man, every woman, every child, every young person. Lord, have your way. Cover this earth with your power and with your love and with your amazing grace, oh God. We pray for those, Lord Jesus, that are in the front line every day during this deadly time that we're 
saints, Lord. Will you keep your hand upon them? Will you keep them, Lord? Will you defend and protect them, Lord? All of our healthcare physicians, Lord. All of the essential workers, Lord. Lord, protect them and keep them. Let no danger, no harm come to them, Lord God. We pray, Lord Jesus, that you'll bring them through. But Lord, more than anything else, bring them to salvation, Lord. Lead them to a place of repentance, Lord. Lead them to a place, oh God, where they will know truth, receive truth, and obey truth. Oh God, we thank you this morning for this church service, Lord, of coming together, Lord, and experiencing the power of God together, and experiencing the love of God together, and receiving the word of God in our soul. Lord, I pray for the miraculous today in our service, that many, Lord God, will be saved today because they're a part of this service. That many, Almighty God, will be healed today because they're a part of this service. That many, Almighty God, will be baptized with your spirit because they're a part of this service. That many will be restored and renewed and refreshed because they're a part of this service today. Lord, will you have your way in me and anoint me, Lord God, to be your oracle. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you, Lord. Bless this congregation today. Bless them, Lord God, and do a work in their life. In the name of Jesus, somebody clap your hands unto the Lord and say, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of Jesus. Amen. I felt something in that prayer. Glory be to God. Somebody needs to say, thank you, Jesus. Amen. Amen. It's not how loud we pray. It's not not how uh, 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 how much we pray, but it's our heart, the motive in our heart as we pray. That's what helps God, or not not help God, because God don't need help. That's what helps us to get our prayers answered, is when we have the right motives when we pray. It's when we're walking in right relationship, when we ask and we seek and we petition. That's what gets our prayers answered when we're praying His will. So thank you for joining with me and praying this morning. Hallelujah. Amen. We thank God for what He's doing. Somebody say it's offering time. Offering time. Oh, see, I didn't hear that. Somebody say it's offering time. Amen. A little bit better. Amen. Uh, I know we're posting on the social media platforms. You have four ways to pay, but I'm going to tell you, you have five ways to give your tithes and offering. You can give by the website. You can give by our, um, um, if you want to give by PayPal, we have um, a link for you in PayPal. You can give by Cash App and what else? And you can reach out to Patrice, to Patrice and pay that way. You can even send your, your, your tithe and offering in the mail, which some have been doing. And so if you want to send it in the mail, that's fine at 22 Concord Avenue, Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619. But here is the other way I'm going to tell you you can give. You can get in touch with me, and I will come and pick it up. How about that? <laughs> You can get in touch with me, and I will come and pick it up. So if you would like that, I'm okay. Now listen to this, because I want you to know that I'm very sensitive to what I'm saying when I ask you to give. Remember, I've been telling you, give because we want to make sure we have God's protection and God's hand upon us 
that during this time of uh, financial crisis that we can be sustained and be kept. And so when we give, we're telling God we trust him and we will obey him and he in turn will protect our finances and will make sure we have the opportunity to continue to earn financial gain. So that's why I'm telling you to give, even though I know it may be a little hard, it may be a struggle, but I want you to be blessed financially, and that's why I'm telling you to give. Now, I'll add this caveat. If there's anyone that's tuned in right now, and you have a need, and you're, you're financially challenged, and you need some assistance, get in touch with us. We will do what we can to help you out. So we're not just a church that's going to tell you to give to God's kingdom for God's will to be done. And, and, and not also do the other part of what I know God wants, which is to reach out and try to help in any way we can. So whatever way we can, we're going to try to do what we can Amen. to help you. Amen. So so it's not one side. It is not one direction. It will be as the kingdom of God is. We're going to do the kingdom of God, which is the love. And when we love, we give. We can't say we love you and we see that you're in need and then we don't do anything about it. Amen. That's not love. So if you're in need, please reach out and get in touch with us and we will do whatever we can to help you. So get your offering out. Again, you can go online to ChristCenteredOnline.com. You can go to our Cash App. I'll give the Cash App uh, to give Cash App. It's the dollar sign. It's CCC2711 if you want to use Cash App. If you want to do PayPal, I don't know the link. Reach in touch with, get in touch with Patrice. I know it's something, something Christ-centered church. Uh, get in touch with Patrice on that one. She can help you. The mailing address, 22 Concord, Hamilton, at, uh, Hamilton, New Jersey, 08619. And finally, I will come out if you need me to come out. Now, when I come out, here's how I work, though. When I come out, I don't come in. Right? I come like close by the door and you kind of throw it out. <laughs> you understand this, right? So if you say, Pastor, you got to come and pick my tithes and my offering up. I'm going to show up. You put it in the envelope or wrap it in some paper and you'll throw it out and I'll get it. And then I'll even pray with you while we're distancing. What is it? Social distancing. So that's how we'll do it, right? And so whatever way you want to give unto the kingdom of God, please do. Continue to pray for our building. I feel like Amen. something is on the horizon. Amen. So pray and ask God to do it. Let's pray for our offering as we give this morning that we will be blessed and God will, God will use what we give to advance his kingdom. Father, in the name of Jesus, we're thankful for, Lord, you sustaining us through this time. For, Lord, there's many that are struggling, many that are in need, but you have sustained us, you have kept us, you provided for us. My God, we can't thank you enough. We appreciate all that you're doing, all you've done, and the things that we know you will do. God, as we come and we give our tithes and our offering unto you, we pray, Lord God, that it will go for your intended purpose. And we pray, Almighty God, that every person that had to give this morning, you will multiply and you will give back unto them beyond measure. That you will open the windows of heaven and pour out blessings upon them that they will have, they will not have room enough to receive. 
I pray, Almighty God, for those that really want to give, they don't have to give. Will you make a way for them, Lord God? I pray the blessings of God upon this church as we come and we give. We give you praise, honor, and thanks. In Jesus' name we pray. Can everyone say amen? Amen. Amen. As we always do at offering time, we have the scarlet men come and they will just worship the Lord in songs. Amen.
so much, Brother Scarlett, Brother Josiah. We appreciate you so much. We appreciate you just being so, just great servants of the Lord. Amen. Amen. I'm telling you, God saved us that we may serve him. And oftentimes, we're just thinking that we're saved just to enjoy blessings. Amen. <laughs> you know, that's kind of how we like it. We're saved to enjoy blessings, and that's it. Well, the blessings come with being saved, but God has a plan. Right. And God is trying to reach the world that he died for if he loves us. Amen. And so uh, he needs us to um, join with him in his great plan to reach all mankind that he died for. So when we get saved, we're saved to serve. Yes, blessings come with it, but we're saved so we can serve the Lord Jesus Christ Amen. in his great big plan to reach the entire world. Amen. Amen. Well, it's time to get into the word of the Lord. And um, I am encouraged by the word of the Lord today. I really am. I believe God... <laughs> is going to speak to some hearts today, and um, I want you to just hear what the Lord has to say today, because he's speaking to hearts today. He spoke to my heart, and just as I'm studying, and so I just thank him for just helping us, and helping me. Uh, God is just so good and so wonderful. If you can... Stand with me for the reading of the word of the Lord. We're going to go to Isaiah 55. Isaiah 55. We're going to start in verse number 6. So if you could, please stand for the reading of the word of God. Hallelujah. Amen. I, I smile when I think of all the churches all around the world, how we're coming together these days and worshiping the Lord together just having our church services and reaching out to our world. I think it's rather interesting. I think it's, um, I'm enjoying this. I'm not telling you it's the ideal thing because I love for us to be together in the building. So I know this is not the ideal thing, but I kind of like what's going on. I really yeah. do. I mean, all across the world, we're seeing great creativity. People are being creative to reach this world, to preach God's word and to come together and worship the Lord. So um, I, I don't mind just being a part of how things are right now. I think it's rather interesting, and um, it's, it's special to see what we're doing, and I thank God for it. Amen. Isaiah 55, we're going to begin in verse number 6. The word of the Lord says, Seek ye the Lord while he may be found. Call ye upon him while he is near. Let the wicked forsake his way, and the unrighteous man his thoughts. And let him return unto the Lord, and he will have mercy upon him, and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. I want to preach to you this morning on this topic. This is your time. Amen. This is your time. One more time. Let's just pray. Father, yes, Lord. let your word go out and accomplish that which you want it to accomplish. For so you have said that your word will not go out and return unto you void. It 
will accomplish that which you want it to accomplish. Amen. Let it be so this morning, Lord, in this congregation, that as you use me to speak as your oracle to minister to your people and to myself, I pray, Almighty God, that your word will accomplish its feat. And that, Lord God, you will grant us the great privilege to experience your presence right where we are today as we are tuned in and as we engage in the preaching of your word. Father, I pray the miraculous and the will of God to be done in all of our lives, in our homes, right where we are, Lord. As we thank you and praise you, we ask these things in Jesus' name. Somebody say, in Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. You may be seated. This is your time. Amen. Come on. I want you to really get that in your spirit to understand this is your time. Amen. I, I love how God just knows how to get to us because we're not thinking that this is our time. <laughs> if you want to be honest, you might be saying, preacher, what you mean this is our time? This this, this seems like probably the worst of times. And I'm, I've been telling you, if during the worst of times, it can be the best of times. Amen. And so this is our time. Tell your neighbor, this is our time. This is our time. Look at your neighbor again and tell him, this is your time. This is your time. Then tell him again, this is my time. This is my time. Amen. This is your time. Amen. Listen to me. The time for seeking God is not fixed according to our convenience. Amen. I need to say that again. The time for seeking God is not fixed according to our convenience. Come on now. It, it, it's not when we decide it's time. It's not when we say, well, this is a good moment. It's not when we say, well, I feel like this is the time. No, 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 no. The time to seek God is not fixed according to our convenience. We don't determine when to seek God. Yet we constantly act as if this if we know when to seek God or we act like we know that God is working with our convenience. We assume that we can find him whenever we please. So we all assume that all I got to do is call upon the Lord and I'll be saved. We, we, we think we have the timetable of God in our mind to determine that we will be fine and when we call upon him whenever we want. It don't work like that. And so we have to realize that God's timing and when God determines that we need to call on him is when we call on him. When we have determined or think in our mind that we can reach God when we determine we can reach God or according to our convenience, we don't know ourselves and we don't know God. We don't know ourselves and we don't know God if we think that it's according to our convenience when we call on the Lord. When we decide to seek the Lord, it's not determined according to our convenience. Right. Come on. We do not know ourselves or we're in denial of who we are for this reason. How many times good opportunities presented itself to you 
And you didn't take advantage of that opportunity and you're still regretting it today. Come on. So we can't say to ourselves, well, I'm going to seek God when I get ready. I'm going to seek God when I get some things together. Brothers and sisters, we don't seek God according to our convenience. We don't seek God when we think the time is right. We don't seek God when we say, oh, I'm going to get myself together, then I'll serve, then I'll seek God. That's not how we seek God. We are supposed to seek God when God determines that it's time to seek Him. Somebody say amen. amen. And if we think any otherwise, we're deceiving ourselves because we ourselves have not been good at making decisions as to when we should do something. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Mm-hmm. Come on. Mm-hmm. Listen. Until... We come to know God. We're not really going to know ourselves. Right. <laughs> come on. Until we come to know God, we won't really know ourselves. How can you say that, preacher? Well, I read a scripture where it talks about the heart is deceitful and wicked. <laughs> come on. I read that in the Bible. It says the heart is deceitful and wicked. Amen. It's evil. And and then it went on to say, who can know it? And then it went on to say, I, the Lord, he knows the heart. He knows the heart. And so we can think we know ourselves, but until we know Jesus, we really don't know. All right, now. We need to know God that we can know ourselves. And so until we come to know him, we won't know ourselves. True. When we do not know God... We are prone to think that God will forever wait on our convenience to seek Him. Mm-hmm. Church, when we keep saying, when I get it together, I will go to church. When I get myself, as a matter of fact, it, it does my heart well because, <laughs> oh God, this is good. So many of you had not been to church in a little bit. And as even got to the place where he says, I'm just trying to get some things together, get some things straight, and then I'll go. But you hadn't gone in a while. Mm-hmm. But Corona has caused you to go to church. <laughs> right in your living room. Right in your bedroom. Amen. Right in your wherever you are this morning. You are now in church. And so realize you didn't have to get anything together to go to church. So all those years you've been saying, all those months you've been saying, all those weeks you've been saying, I know I got to go to church, but I just got some things to work out. I got some things that I got to get together. I'm here to tell you this morning, you don't have to get nothing together to go to church. As a matter of fact, you can't get anything together. It's going to take God helping you to get it together. So I'm here to tell you this morning, I'm glad you're in the house of the Lord and God is going to help you to get it better. I thank God that you're able to hear his word this morning. You're able to feel his presence this morning because God has brought you into church. He's been calling you to say, come on my daughter. Come on my son. He's been calling you to come into the house of the Lord and you never really got a chance to come. But here you are this morning in the house of God. And I thank God that he knows everything. We seek him when he says we need to seek 
him. Somebody clap their hands up to the Lord. Hallelujah. It's easy to think that God will wait on us. Mm -hmm. This morning we played the song we started our service with the song Excess Love, How Much God Loves Us. And we keep banking on that. And so we think that we can approach God when we want. Mm -hmm. No, God determined when we approach Him. Mm -hmm. He determined how we approach Him. The time for seeking God is fixed by God's invitation. Right. Uh, yes. Uh-huh. The time for seeking God is fixed by God's invitation to us. Our salvation is absolutely dependent on God's goodwill, not our convenience. If we're ever going to be saved, it's all up to the Almighty God. It's dependent upon His goodwill. It's dependent upon when He invites us. And so we can only be saved if God gives us the opportunity to be saved. The Word of God says, No man cometh unto me except the Father which has sent me draw him. So nobody can come to God except God draws him or God calls him. And so we can only get saved. We can know when to seek Him as He draws us, as He calls us. That's the only way we're going to get saved. That's the only way we're ever going to be saved. Somebody say amen. amen. The invitation from God to seek Him at a specific time is according to His grace or grace period. <laughs> you know, we like to talk about grace. Listen, there's a lot of definitions out there for grace. And I'm going to tell you, I, 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 I like to narrow grace down this way. I just like to keep it simple. Now, I'm not going to give you the eloquent definitions this morning of grace. But to me, here is an easy way to see grace. It's a grace period you receive when God it's a grace period you receive and God will enable you during that grace period a grace period you receive from God and God enables you during that grace period enable you to do whatever needs to be done so you can be saved and so we think grace means we can just live however we want and do whatever we want but the bottom line is it's a period of time that you have where God enables you and that's grace. Mm-hmm. What we always say, what they call grace period when you are past due on your bill. They say, we'll give you a grace period to pay it. That grace period could be 30 days. That grace period could be 15 days. Whatever the days is, they give you a little grace period. But what it means is your time has already ran out. Mm-hmm. But I'll give you a little bit more time. Mm-hmm. And that time that they're giving you is to enable you to pay the bill. Oh, somebody help me this morning. And so, God, the Almighty, God, when He gives us grace, what He's saying is, I'm giving you some more time that you really don't deserve, but because I love you, because I care so deeply for you, I'm giving you additional time, and during that time, I will enable you to be able to get saved, but you still got to respond to me and obey me if you want to be saved. Amen. 
The invitation from God to seek Him at the specific time is according to His grace or His grace period. He, he, he knows the heart of man and He knows all situation man is experiencing. Therefore, He chooses the time for us to seek Him. God chooses the time for us to seek Him, Amen. not us. And for so long, whether we say it or we act it out, we have been choosing the time when we seek Him. Come on now. I got saved at the age of 26, I believe. Yeah, right around here, 26. And man, if it was up to me, I would wait a little longer to get saved. 26, I'm still young. 26, I need to do some more stuff that I wanted to do. <laughs> and so, to me, 26 wasn't a good age for him to save me. But I don't determine when I get saved. <laughs> Help me somebody hear what I'm saying this morning. We don't determine when we get saved. We don't determine when we see God. When God calls us, when God extends His invitation to us, that's when we're supposed to respond and seek Him. Not when we think we're good and ready. Not when we think all the ducks are in order. Not when we think it's the right time. God will take care of everything. I hear somebody worrying. I can hear in your spirit. I can hear it in your heart. You're worried about so many things. That if you seek God now, if you surrender your life now to God, there's so many things that are wrong in your life, and you're worried about how how it will all work out. Because let me tell you something, honey, God will take care of everything that needs to be worked out. You just seek Him, you just surrender to Him, and He will work out all the details. He will work out the situation. He will work out the thing you think is so hard. He will work out that situation. You don't worry about a thing. You just know God is extending an invitation to you. And as He extended that invitation, just respond to that invitation. You're going to be alright. Your situation will work out. You'll, be, you'll get what's best for you. Because that's how God does His children. Don't you worry. Because that's what stops us a lot of times from responding to his, extent, his, his invitation he's extending to us. In our mind, we're worried about all kinds of things. And we're saying, well, what about this? And how is this going to work out? And what about this one? And what about that one? And we're worried about everything. Let God worry about it. As a matter of fact, he said, cast your care upon me. Because he cared. So don't worry about the response time. Don't deny God because you're worried about the current situation in your life. Because you're worried about how things are set up in your life and you need it to be different. The time you may think is best to seek God may not be the time that God knows is best. I heard this long time ago and I, and I believe it. We can dilly-dally and mess around mm -hmm. not responding to God's invitation and end up reaching a point of no return. Mm -hmm. yes. A point where no matter how much God is showing us, He loves us. Mm -hmm. No matter how much grace God is showing us, no matter how much mercy God is showing us, we will just not respond because we have gotten to the point of no return. 
God knows this. And that's why God is extending the invitation to us. This is our time. God is extending the invitation to us to respond and obey Him because this is our time. God is so ready to do great things in your life and He's extending His invitation, His love towards all of us, towards this earth. And we can't ignore it because we don't know if we ignore it now, we will get to a point of no return, of never being able to respond to His invitation. And so I'm telling you this morning, this is our time time. This is your time to respond to God's invitation to seek Him. My Lord, hallelujah. For those of us who do not yet know God, let me tell you something. The word seek, let before I go to that, look, look at the word seek. I love this word. I love the meaning of the word seek. Every time I go through scripture and I look up the word seek, I love it. Listen to me, church. When the Bible says to seek the Lord, here's what it's saying. When, here's, here's what God is saying. When you seek Him, this is what you're really doing. You are pursuing Him. Pursuing Him. Amen. You, ever, you ever watch uh, 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 a, a policeman pursue a criminal? He's going after him. The criminal jump over the fence. He goes over the fence. Whatever it is, the, the cop is just running and trying to... Pursue him and try to catch up to him. Mm -hmm. Now think about that in the natural and, and, and just try to pursue God. You don't know where he is. You're pursuing him right. to find out where he is. Come on. Seek means to search. Mm -hmm. Seek means to go after. Seek means, here's a good one, ask questions. Right. Seek means to diligently inquire about him. Come on. Here's one you never heard. Seek means to worship. Woo! So listen to me. For those of us who do not yet know Jesus Christ, you must pursue him. You must search for him. You must inquire about him. For those of us who already know him, we need to know him more. And the way we're going to know him more than what we do is when we worship him. So when God said we need to seek him, the believer needs to seek him, the unbeliever needs to seek him, the ungodly needs to seek him, because God has something in store for every person that will seek him. For every person that will come after him, for every person that will search for him, for every person that will worship him, God has something in store for you, so you need to seek him. Hallelujah. Oh, Hallelujah. this is your time. My Lord. The scripture says, seek him while he may be found. I don't know if that went over your head this morning when you read it, earlier when we read it. Seek him while he may be found. That's a little bit scary if you start thinking about it. Because this is what it's saying. The time will come when it will be impossible to find him, to obtain his favor. If he says, seek me while I can be found, it means there's a time coming when he won't or will not be found. That's what it means. We, 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 you know, sometimes we read the Bible when it really goes against, you know, the good things that we're thinking. We try to make it still fit. Mm -hmm. 
But God says, seek him while he may be found, which clearly to me means there's coming a time where he will not be found, right. where he will not uh, extend his favor towards us. Mm-hmm. The time will come when God withdraws his spirit from the earth and mankind will not be able to access him, access the spirit of God. The time will come when we will not be able to access him. And so now is the time that we need to seek him when we can find him, when we can access his presence. Now is the time. This is our time because we can find him. We can access his presence. Somebody hear me today. You need to seek the Lord. Search him out. Ask questions. Diligently inquire and say, God, I don't know who you are. I don't know how to find you. I don't know where to go. But I'm seeking you today because I want to know you. I don't want to be lost. I don't want to be gone. I want to know you. So I seek you. Will you speak to me? Will you open my understanding? With a different direction. Because God, I need to know you. That's how we seek him. That's how we seek him. By telling him we want to know him. By telling him we want to understand who he is. He will reveal himself to you when you seek him. My Lord, hallelujah. How important is this present moment? This present moment is very important because when you figure another moment may place you beyond the reach of his pardon and of his grace and mercy, you got to know that the present moment is important. One minute we were going to work and doing everything we need to do, going to our routine. Next minute we're heard when we were told you got to stay home. We don't know moment by moment what can happen, especially the hour that we're living in. We don't know moment by moment how things will unfold. And so we can't begin to believe that we have another moment to seek Him. Oh, I'll just seek Him next week. Oh, I'll go to church next week. Oh, I'll pray tomorrow. We don't know what every moment may bring. And I'm here to tell you today that God has extended His invitation for us to seek him. There's no better time like now to seek the Lord where God is ready to open up the blessings for you and extend to you pardon and deliverance and salvation. It is the time to seek God and the time is right now. This is your time. Seek the Lord. Hallelujah. Jesus. Glory to God. We must seek the Lord while He's accessible. Yes. yes. That's what the scripture yes. says. Yes. Seek the Lord while He yes. can be found. There's a day coming when He will not be able to be found. I'm not going to get into all the prophecy on. of scripture, but I'm just here to tell you there's a day coming where the Almighty God will, will withdraw His presence from the earth 
and whoever's in the earth, no matter how much they pray, no matter how much they weep, no matter how much they cry out, no matter what kind of things that they will do, they will not be able to access the presence of God. They will not be able to access God. They will not be able to get his attention because he will have left and gone from this earth and they will not be able to access him. We don't know when that day will come. We don't know what that moment will be. So we need to make sure as God is speaking to us today that we seek him right now. Whatever we need to do to get God's attention now. Whatever we need to do to get God into our life right now. I'm not talking about being religious. I'm not talking about Christian talk cliches. I'm talking about really and truly have God in your life. I'm talking about really and truly have God in your spirit. I'm talking about really and truly hearing from God, being guided by God, having fellowship with God, knowing God. I'm talking about real relationship. I'm talking about real connection. I'm talking about real oh, fellowship with God. I'm not talking about the cliche we like to speak. I'm not talking about Christian jargon. I'm talking about real relationship with God, where you feel His presence, His power is in your life. You have a authority. You speak with boldness and you access the kingdom because you have a real relationship. Because you have seen him and he has revealed his power and himself to you. Hallelujah. Seek the Lord. The scripture says call ye upon him. Yes, yes. Wow, yes, he's yes, near. Yes, yes. My God, these, 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 we have read two passages of scriptures this morning, and they're so powerful. It's, it, it, it's so much that's going on in the text. Call ye upon him mm-hmm. while he is near. Now let's look at that. To all, to call upon him <clears throat> is to implore his mercy. To appeal to his kindness. To pray for his mercy. That's how we call upon him. So, if we're going to call upon him, we're going to say, Lord Jesus, will you have mercy on us? Lord Jesus, we want your kindness to flow in our life. Lord Jesus, be merciful to us. That's how you call upon him. Lord Jesus, save us. Church, if we really want... What God has in store for us, we must call upon Him. I don't know, sometimes I believe, I don't know if fearful is the word, but I feel like sometimes we know for sure that if we call upon the Lord Jesus, He will respond to us. But I think we're afraid of His response. Come on. I think we're afraid of his response, so we don't call upon him. But he told us to call upon him while he's near. Again, back to that. I don't want to think that I can call upon him according to my convenience. And when I get ready. Mm-hmm. Because when I do that, it might be too late. Come on now. And so if he says to call upon him while he's near... Here we go again. Must be a time where he's going to be far. (laughs) But let me help you out real quick about that. In Romans chapter 10 verse 12, the word of the Lord says, 
For there is no difference between Jew and Greek. It just ain't no difference between Jews and Gentiles. Because those, those are the only two people that exist in the world. Jews or Gentiles. So there's no difference between the Jews and the Gentiles. For the same Lord over all is rich. Oh, somebody look at the scripture. Is rich unto all that call upon him. He says, I don't care who you are. You can be Jew, you can be Gentile, you can be Greek, me, whatever you want. But if you will call upon me, I am rich unto all that call upon me. And so God is no respect of person. It doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter the things you have done in your past. And some of us have got some treacherous and evil and wicked past. And God wants you to know it doesn't matter what you did. It doesn't matter who you are. It doesn't matter who you are born to. He says, all I want you to do is call upon me because I'm rich towards you. I have everything you need. I can provide what you need, but you got to call upon me. Yes, yes. Glory to God. Call upon him. Yes, Lord. Look at verse 13. My Lord. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. Now let me slow down right there. Because I know some people have used this to talk about salvation. And so, the first thing I want to point out to you, see when you read your Bible, you got to take your time and, let, and ask God to help you understand what you're reading. Right. Verse 13 it says, for whosoever, that means anybody, Jew, Gentile, Greek, doesn't matter who it is. For whosoever <laughs> shall call upon the name of the Lord. Whosoever will call upon the name of Jesus shall be saved. The key word in all of that, the word shall. That's the key word. That's what we've missed. And so and so we, we, we've gone in different directions and have believed different things because we did not pay enough attention to that word shall. You know what that word shall mean? It means you plan to be saved. Whosoever called upon the name of the Lord plans to be saved. Know what it also means? Intends to be saved. Whosoever called upon the name of the Lord intends to be saved. You know what it also means? Whosoever called upon the name of the Lord is expected to be saved. So that word shall means you plan. You plan to be saved. You intend to be saved. You expect to be saved. It doesn't mean you're saved. So many people have gone and ran with that and think that you can say this. I know God is merciful. I know God is loving and kind and he showed kindness towards us. And I believe that he died and rose on the third day. I believe he's my Lord and Savior. And we say those words and we say we're saved. It says, whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. So there's something about that word shall. There's something that must be done for us to be saved. Amen. Come on now. It doesn't say whosoever call upon the name of the Lord is saved. It says they shall be saved. And so, how we get saved is required from us mm-hmm. some actions. Oh my God. Oh boy. Church, listen to me. For someone to get saved, 
it takes them and the Lord Jesus Christ to work together for them to be saved. Now, here is something that I want you to think about. Don't you think it's erroneous, not really smart, not wise, to think that Jesus went through all he went through for us to be saved, and all I have to do is recite some words to be saved? Come on. How, how, just tell me how, I don't know, just tell me how you think that, 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 that that's okay. When he went through all that he went through, remember what he went through. He was, he is Almighty God. Almighty God. The Bible says, in him dwell everything. So, everything, this whole world, everything, God inhabits it. And God knew in order for him to save us, he had to become one of us. So the almighty God became one of us, human. So he can come to this earth and do what no man can do. So he came the way of every child that is born. He was born. Almighty God became a child came through the womb and grew as a man while still being almighty God. He went through all of that and all of all we supposed to say is I believe. That's all we supposed to say, huh? I believe. I believe he died. I believe he rose in the That's all we no no church. It don't go like that. So that's why it says, whosoever call upon the name of the Lord shall be. Because here is what happens. When you call on the name of Jesus, he will give you instructions on how to be saved. When you call, say, oh, hear me somebody. When we call on the name of the Lord, now he visits us and begins to instruct us. I told you, I believe there's a lot of people that won't cry out to God, that won't call on his name because you're afraid that when he comes to give instructions, when he comes to give you guidance and direction, you're not going to want to do what he tells you to do. And so you just don't call on his name. But I'm here to tell you, when we call on the name of the Lord, when we cry out to him, he will come and give us instructions. And so if we will call on him, he will give us instructions. Yes, 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 yes. We don't get saved according to what we think. We call on him and he gives the instructions of how to be saved. As I was ministering to you, the thought came to my mind. You remember Nicodemus in John chapter 3? Nicodemus, let's look at this, went and met Jesus. Since Jesus was physically present, Nicodemus went and met him. That's like we calling on him. Mm-hmm. Right? And so Nicodemus met him. And Nicodemus said to him, Rabbi, I know that the miracles you do, only God can do those miracles. So he started talking to Jesus about the miracles that Jesus was doing. Mm-hmm. Guess what Jesus said unto him? Verily, verily, I say unto you, except the man be born again, he cannot enter into the kingdom of heaven. So Nicodemus went to go talk about miracles. Jesus told him about being born again, being saved. So that's enough proof for me to know that many of us don't want to call on him because he's going to give you some instructions. And the instructions that he gives you 
You're going to be in trouble when he clearly instructs you on what to do and you decide to do what you want to do. You're going to be in trouble because you're going to know straight up, eye to eye, God spoke to you and you decide to do what you want instead. Come on. But hear me out. Please call upon the name of the Lord. Please call upon him while he can be found, while he's near. Acts chapter 2 verse 40 says, And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. And so I'm here to tell you, when you call upon the name of the Lord, he will tell you how to be saved. In so many ways, God will guide you and instruct you on how to be saved. This morning, he's using this preacher to tell you how to be saved, because this is your time. This is your time to be saved. This is your time to go deeper in your relationship with God. So he's not leaving anybody out today. If you're not saved, this is your time to be saved. If you're saved, this is your time to go deeper in him, in your relationship with him. This is our time. When we call upon the name of the Lord, when we call upon Him, He instructs us how to be saved. When we obey His instructions on how to be saved, that's when we're saved. We have to obey His instructions. So we call upon the name of the Lord. He will send a preacher your way. He will cause you to open the Bible and read something. He will cause you to hear like a voice speaking to you. He will put an impression on your heart. Whatever way he chooses to speak to you, he's going to speak to you about what you need to do when you call upon the name of the Lord. When you follow the instructions that he gives you, that's when you are now saved. Amen. Amen. What are those instructions? Acts chapter 2 verse 36. Verse 36 says, Therefore, let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God had made that same Jesus whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Listen, what that saying is, you have crucified God who has become man. That's what it means when it says Lord and Christ. Lord means God, Christ means Messiah. So the scripture says here, Peter preached to them and told them that they have crucified Almighty God who has become man. Listen to this. Peter was preaching to them. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men and brethren, what shall we do? Mm. And so Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. Verse 39. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off even as many as the Lord our God shall what? Call. There's that word again. Call. So God invites you. God extends his invitation to you for you to seek him. When you seek him, he will give you he will give you instructions. When you get the instructions, you need to follow them. What are those instructions? We just read them. When you follow those instructions, that's when you are saved. And that's when God begins to do what he needs to do in your life. Because now, hopefully, you 
difficulty, surrender your life to the Lord. The Lord is reaching out to us. This is our time. He's extending his, his invitation to us that we will respond to him by calling on him, seeking him, and allowing him to instruct us on what we need to do. This is our time. Call upon him while he's near. The Lord is near unto us. And we need to seek him and call upon his name. God is always near to us. And there is no time we can think of when he's not to be found by the humble seeking heart. So we have not been in a time. This generation, generation before us, we've not experienced a time when we weren't able to call upon the Lord when we humble ourselves and seek Him we, and, 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 and know that He's near. There's never been a time where we did not know He was near. But check this out. But there are times when He is comparatively near. Mm-hmm. And, and, and when or if we are wise, we would go to him in the spirit of full self-surrender that we may experience his wonderful presence and secure his everlasting favor. Let me tell you something. Even for a Christian, a preacher, there are times where you just know the presence of God is over you. Yes. The presence of yes. God is moving among you. Yes. you. You just know. And that's when you realize, oh my God, I know God has always been near because I have His Spirit in me. Right. I know God has always been near because He inhabits everything. But right now what I'm feeling, right now what I'm experiencing, something is going on. I feel like He's touching me. I feel like He's moving me. I feel like He's to me. And so when you get to that point, that's when you know he's near. And so the Bible is telling us to seek him and, and call upon him while he's near because God is trying to tell us that if you will seek me and you will call upon me, I'm going to come and move in your life in such a way that you will know I am near. I'm right there with you. I'm moving on your behalf. I'm allowing you access to me like you've never had. And this is our time. And we need to realize God wants to allow us access to Him like we've never had. Because this is the greatest hour and the finest hour and the last hour to prepare for the return of the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. 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 Let me tell you something. In Acts chapter 3 verse 19 you can read that when you get, get a chance. I won't read it. But what it's telling you is there is a refreshing that we experience in the presence of the Lord. When God is over you or in you or just consume you or overshadowing you or moving among you. When God is doing that, you feel uh, just almost superhuman. You know there's something miraculous and incredible that's that's just moving among you, that's in you, and you just feel different than you've ever felt. And while all of that is going on, God is refreshing you. God is refreshing you. That's what the scripture said in Acts 3:19. It 
3.19 that his presence will refresh us. Don't you want to be refreshed somebody? Don't you want to be refreshed? The only way to have true refreshing, to experience true refreshing is being in the presence of the Lord. When you're in the presence of the Lord and he overshadows you, that's real true refreshing. That's the kind of refreshing that we need. Somebody say amen. Amen, amen, Hallelujah. amen. Glory be to God. And so, Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 55, verse 7. I'm winding down. The scripture says, Let the wicked forsake his ways, and the unrighteous man his thoughts, mm-hmm. and let him return unto the Lord. Let me just help you out real easy mm-hmm. with that. That simply means we who are wicked and we who are unrighteous. When the Bible says wicked right there, it's just talking about someone that just continually go about doing evil. Mm-hmm. Unrighteous just means we're vain. We are serving idols and not God. And so he says, let the wicked forsake his ways because the wicked person is just constantly doing evil. The unrighteous person is consumed with thoughts of idols, thinking about things that's unnecessary. They're vain. Because when you become a child of God, God fills your mind with his thoughts and your thoughts uh, don't run away and, and, and do all kind of things. And if they do, you can always rebuke it and ask God to yes. fill your mind with yes. his thoughts. Yes. So when he says that the wicked need to forsake his way and the unrighteous man his thoughts and, and let them return to the Lord, what it simply means is we need to repent of our sins and turn to the Lord Jesus. Remember what I told you repentance is, is all about? Repentance is praying to the Lord declaring you have sinned against him. Yeah. You know, this is why the Bible says we got to humble ourselves. Because who wants to go to the Lord and say, Lord, I have sinned against yeah. you. Come on. You, you, when you do that, you are humbling yourself. Come on. And when you don't do that, you're not humble. For people that don't want to go and say and bow their heads and bend their knees and say, Lord Jesus, I've sinned. And I'm asking you to forgive me of my sin. I've sinned against you, Lord. I've done wrong. And and you go ahead and name what you've done wrong when you're by yourself. So repentance is declaring unto the Lord. Not that he doesn't know, but it helps you when you open your mouth and speak. Declaring unto the Lord, you have sinned. We then ask him to transform our selfish motives into selfless motives. Come on. So when you truly repent, when you go to God and you fess up and says, I've sinned, what you're saying is my motives are unpure. My motives aren't right. My motives are selfish. And God, I'm asking that you'll forgive me and I'm asking that you will transform my selfish motives into selfless motives. If we truly repent, if we truly repent, If true repentance has taken place in our heart, our motives and behaviors will become Christ-centered and not self-centered. Because sin 
let's face it, people that are living in sin, people that are, 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 are just consumed by sin, you are self-centered. You are living your life to please every desire that you have. And that's what sin really, I, what is it, sin is to miss the mark and all that? Yeah, that's true. But at the core of it, when you are living a sinful life, it means that you're living your life to please your every desire, your every whim. That's what really will get us living a sinful life because you are not righteous. I am not righteous. But in Christ, we become righteous. In Christ, we live a Christ-centered life and not a self-centered life. So that's the only time we can stop living a self Centered life is when we start living a Christ-centered life. If we truly repent of sins, our direction will change to following Jesus Christ instead of following self and others who are not following Christ. So when you repent, you will begin to follow Jesus. You will begin to follow His teaching. But if you don't truly repent, you will still see yourself following self or following those who are not following Christ. The scripture ended in in, in, in Isaiah 55 verse 7. The scripture ended and says, And he will have mercy upon him and to our God, for he will abundantly pardon. Listen to me. I'm finished. I'm closing. Mercy is something we read about in the Bible all the time. And this word I don't know. There was something about this word all week that kept coming to me and that I kept reading about. And so I'm going to give you this little portion as I bring this to a close. Mercy. What does mercy mean? It means that God's mercy means that he has compassion. To have compassion is him showing mercy. So when he when he has compassion, he's showing us mercy. What's another definition of mercy? Leniency and compassion to show towards offenders. Leniency and compassion show towards offenders. So we, the people who sinned against God, are considered the offenders. But God still show us leniency and God still show us compassion. Listen, God shows us mercy to give us the opportunity to be saved. He shows us mercy in protecting us from destructions. He shows us mercy when we're miserable, miserable or in a situation that is not the fault of our own. However, mercy, this is something the Lord just anchored in my soul. Mercy don't save you. Mercy don't save us. God will protect us from destruction. God will keep us through destruction. God will make sure that if we're in a miserable situation, He will help us out. God will do those things. But those things don't save you. So mercy don't save you. And what I have seen over the years, and what I know that people have misconstrued mercy for salvation. Mm -hmm. 
figuring if God is showing me this kind of compassion, if God is showing me this kind of kindness, I must be okay with him. No, God showed mercy to everybody. God showed grace to everybody. But everybody who wants to be saved needs to respond by calling on the name of the Lord, seeking him out that he can give them the instruction to be saved by being born again at the water of the Spirit. And so mercy don't save us. Mercy don't save us. But if we will respond to God's mercy by calling on Him, by seeking Him, He will instruct us on how to be saved. And that's how we get saved. Amen. Amen. Come on. God don't save us and say, run and hide and stay secure. God save us so we can serve Him. Amen. And I close with this. 2 Corinthians chapter 6, verse 2. For he said, I have heard thee in a time accepted, and in the day of salvation have I secured thee. Behold, now is the accepted time. Behold, now is the day of salvation. This is your time. This is your time. The prophet Isaiah prophesied a time of God's favor, a time of God's own choosing, when he would save his people, when he would release them from bondage and clear and, and a clear path for them to return to their land and restore their fortunes. That was in the natural. This prophecy is also a message to us as well. We are in a time of God's favor. Somebody say favor. We really are. No matter what you may think or what your eyes are seeing or what you're hearing, trust me when I tell you, hear me loud and clear this morning as I bring this to a close. We are in the time of God's favor like never before. A time of God's own choosing. A time when we can obtain the salvation of the Lord, a time when we can come to God and He pardons our sin and we get to experience remission of sins and we get released from bondage and then that day will come when the rapture will take place and we will go to our own land. It might be the natural land here that Israel got led back to but the land that we have in store is the new Jerusalem. So I'm here to tell you today somebody. God has choose has chosen this time for us. He is showing us his favor. He is showing us that this is the time to seek him and to call upon his name. He's showing us that this is the time he's already to pardon us. He's already to lead us. He's already to remove our sins and release us from bondage. God is ready to do a special work in your life, in my life, in the life of all people in this world. This is God's time. This is your time. All we got to do is seek Him, call upon His name, worship Him, and trust Him, and we will see a great work of God. Amen. Stand with me. Right where you are. This is your time. Precious moments. Precious moments.
Now is the time of God's favor. According to the Apostle Paul. Amen. Now is the day of salvation. Paul could be called a now Christian. Because <laughs> he was always talking about right now. A classic comic strip shows two children debating the merits of remembering, anticipating, and living life. The little girl finally says, yesterday is past. Tomorrow is future. All we have is today. Little girl. Now listen to this carefully. I love this. Today is a gift. Yes, it is. Today is a gift. Yes, it is. But listen to this. That is why it is called the present. Mm. Yes, that's good, man. That's good. Today is a gift. That is why it's called the present. Mm -hmm. We are present, living in the present. Mm -hmm. And because we are living in the present, we are living in the gift. Amen. <laughs> That's good. God's mercy and presence are available moment by moment. Although there's a reason to glance over the shoulder or sneak a peek at the future possibilities, the Lord of the now calls us to seek Him and seek Him now. Call upon His name and repent of your sins without regret. Mm. What regrets hold you hostage to your past? What dreams expended the energy or is expending the energy that you have that you need to use to obey God today? What can you do today to be sure you sanctify this day and it's a holy moment that you're able to meet God. Mm -hmm. This is your time. Amen. And God is calling us to respond to the time that he has given us to seek him. Tomorrow is not promised. Right now is a gift. It's the present. Right now, we need to respond to God. So right where you're standing, right where you are right now, I want you to lift your hands with me. And I want you to begin to talk to the Lord just for a moment before we close out our service. And I want you to ask Him to give you instructions. I want you to call upon Him today and let Him know that you realize that you have sinned and you're asking Him to forgive you and you're asking him to transform your selfish motives into selfless motives. And you want him to instruct you for your life to be changed, for your life to be different, for you to be saved and be ready to meet him. Lift your hands, let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus Christ, I pray for every person this morning, this afternoon, that have lifted their hands in faith. That is, Lord God, crying out to you even now because they want to seek you. They want to know you, Lord God. 
They want to be able to experience you in a way that they've never experienced you. There are people, Lord God, that are still not sure how real you are. But, Lord, they're raising their hand even now, Lord God. They want to seek you. They want to know you. Lord God, they want you to reveal yourself to them, that they're able, Lord God, to know you for themselves. And, Lord, as they lift their hands and they seek you this morning, I pray, Lord God, that your instructions will be clear to them. If the instructions is what I have read to them today, spoken into their hearing, will you, oh God, make it clear even now that they're able to obey those instructions, Lord God. I pray today, Father, that we will experience, every person that have lifted their hands and called on your name will experience forgiveness of sins, will experience, Lord God, pardon, will experience being released from bondage and set free, Lord God, in the name of Jesus. They will experience wholeness and healing that will overshadow them by the power of the Holy Ghost, the resurrection power. I pray today, Lord God, that this day will be a new beginning, Lord Jesus, for those that will lift their hands and cry out to you and not, Lord God, worry about anything else, that they will humble themselves to say, God, will you help me? To say, God, will you point me? God, will you instruct me? God, will you deliver me? Will you make me whole? I pray today in the name of Jesus, touching and agreeing with them, that their life will be changed and they will never be the same. I pray that somebody will surrender their life to you and give their life to you. Lord Jesus, touch them even now, Lord God, in a miraculous way. There's somebody right now that's a part of this service that God is telling you, now is your time. This is your time. Give your life to me. I will wash your sins through baptism. I will change your life. I will baptize you with my spirit. You will speak with other tongues as I give you the utterance because it's my word. It's what I said. And so, Lord, I pray that those individuals today that have decided to give their life to you, that they will do so without hindrance in the name of Jesus, that the power of God will enable them to move forward, to do the will of God, that the power of God will enable them to obey the word of God and to do what you have called them to do in the name of Jesus Christ, that nothing will hinder them, Lord God, but you will move them forward by your spirit, your power, and your word, that they will never be the same again, Lord God. I pray, oh God, that many will respond to the invitation, oh God, to be saved today, in the name of Jesus. Somebody, under the sound of my voice this afternoon, you're hearing this, you're watching this, oh, you're listening to this, God is wanting you to surrender your life. God is wanting you to come clean with Him. God is wanting to save you the way He instructs us to be saved in the Word of God. Now, will you surrender your life to God? Get in touch with me. I'll come and baptize you in the name of Jesus. I will pray the prayers of faith over your life. I'll help you to live a holy and righteous life in pleasing God. I'll help you if you will surrender to Jesus today and obey his instruction. God is wanting to do something mighty and miraculous in your life. This is your time.
We pray and ask in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Somebody clap your hands. Open up your mouth and praise the Lord Jesus. For he's worthy. Open up your mouth and give him high praise. Hallelujah. 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 Blessed be the name of the Lord. Oh, blessed be the name of Jesus. Oh, God, we can only be saved according to your instructions. We can only, Almighty God, experience forgiveness of sins according to your instructions. Lord, we can only be pardoned and forgiven. We can only experience your presence according to your instructions. Can't be found, Lord God. We will take advantage, Lord God. 
of this great opportunity and privilege you've given us. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. We love you, Lord. Oh, church, love the Lord. Love him, love him, love him, love him. and all that God is doing in us. Continue to share all of our uh, our live stream platforms and have friends, family, relatives join in. Anything I can do for you, please reach out to me. I will do everything that I can with the power of God in me to help you in any way I can. We love you. Have a wonderful afternoon. Enjoy your family. And just trust God. Keep seeking Him. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Have a great day. Bless